And welcome back. I'm Arlene Bynan for Jeff MacArthur, Bipolar Disorder. We wondered, you know, I, I remember when Charlie Sheen kind of freaked out and everybody was fascinated. And then he started going along on this uh, crazy tour and making money and saying things. And people were half appalled and half and half shocked at what was going on. We also watched Britney Spears and didn't know what she was doing, why she was doing it. There were reports that maybe there was some kind of disorder. And we didn't know how to act because we were drawn, we were concerned, and the people involved were behaving in a way that asked us to pay attention. And part of us did. And when you were a kid, when something like this happened, your parents told you what the right thing to do. We don't have parents telling us how to react to this anymore. And it's kind of exploded because pop culture has made certain followers and people really intertwined with our daily life. And it sure happened with a bang with Kanye West in the last week or so. And some incredible tweets, running for president, and then saying he's trying to divorce his wife, calling his mother-in-law names, and then a very brave reaction from Kim Kardashian asking for compassion. So now we're talking about bipolar disorder. Is it a good idea that we're finally confronting this and taking a look at what it is, how it impacts, and people that we know who are affected by it, how do we react and how do we continue our relationships with them? Joining us is psychiatrist Marcia Serrata. Welcome, Marcia. Thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure, Arlene. This is a moment for bipolar disorder. Has it happened before or is this kind of pushed into new ground? I think when uh, Margot Kidder, the woman who played yes. Lois Lane on Superman, announced that she had bipolar, it was a little brief moment. And then when Catherine Zeta-Jones announced that she had it, I think, again, there was a little notice. But I think with Kanye West, maybe because mental health is becoming much more of an issue right now in the COVID-19 pandemic, um, people are really stopping and going, okay, this is a real disorder that causes very significant symptoms in the people who have it. All right, let's talk about the disorder itself, what we know. You know, what are the symptoms of bipolar disorder? So just like it says, it's two poles. So it's it's an up pole and a down pole. The down pole is depression, and the up pole is mania or hypomania. Mm -hmm. Hypomania is the milder version where somebody might be more energetic, talkative, agitated, impulsive. The high with the full mania can be extremely dangerous because the person can be psychotic. They could have delusions, um, paranoid delusions or grandiose delusions. They could become violent to themselves or others. They could um, be hypersexual and uh, just go out and pick up, you know, a whole bunch of strangers in a bar, which several patients I had in the past have done, you know, Mm -hmm. and like people who had... uh, Uh, No history of that kind of behavior in the past would just do completely out of character things. So this kind of behavior can be extremely dangerous. They call it, um, you know, goal-directed behavior with a high, high level of risk involved. And so it, you know, these are, these could be people who are very, very sedate, very quiet when they're not Mm -hmm. sick. And then when they become manic, um, you know, they can become completely out of control and, and do things that are very uncharacteristic. All right. How, you know, we're learning so much more about mental health. How do you treat bipolar disorder then? Bipolar disorder, uh, because it has the possibility of, of highs and the psychosis, you can't treat it in the same way as you treat the depression. It, you need to have 
either a mood stabilizer, which would be something called like a medication like lithium or valproate or tegretol, or there's a bunch of others, or you would have to give them an antipsychotic, which often will calm them in the absence of even a mood stabilizer. And sometimes you need both. You'll need the the lithium or the valproate or the, uh, you know, the other kinds of mood stabilizer plus some kind of antipsychotic to really level them off. And then sometimes you also need an additional antidepressant because the, the depressions can break through. And the one thing we need to know about bipolar is even if the person is completely compliant with their treatment, it's not a cure. They can still get breakthrough mm-hmm. um, episodes. And that's the problem with bipolar. You know, even with optimal treatment, the person can still get get an attack and, and um, you know, really lose control. You know, and then we ask on how these people work out in our society. Kanye West has been very successful. And now this was seen as somewhat damaging. You know, he was uh, tweeting about his mother-in-law saying he wanted a divorce. Kim Kardashian uh, trying to ask people to look at him in a different way. How do we look at this? Because what you've described could be, although we're you know, so sympathetic, I, you know, as you were saying, and I'm like, I, it must be torture to have that kind of pushing and pulling within the mind. Should we be nervous about people with bipolar disorder? Well, one thing to be aware of is that part of the disorder is very often a lack of insight into their disorder and a resistance to treatment. For some people, those highs feel good, especially if they have these crushing depressions where they feel like just, you know, this blackness overwhelming them and they just want to curl up and, and maybe even die. You know, when the, when the highs hit, they feel such a sense of relief and they feel euphoric very often. They mm-hmm. feel energized. They can do so many things. They feel on top of the world. So for them, you know, why would I get treated for that? This yeah, is good, right? And they're go. energetic. Yeah, and they get a lot accomplished. Now, so because of that lack of insight, they might completely refuse treatment. They might, you know, not, not want to get any kind of counseling. And so, you know, this is the problem. I had a 17-year-old girl years ago who, who I diagnosed when she was 15. And then over the couple of years that I was in my training, she was in and out of the hospital m- multiple times because she kept going off her meds because she felt fine when she was high, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's a very difficult condition because it can make you tremendously creative and productive when you have a high, but it can also make you very aggressive, like I said, very self-destructive, destructive toward others. And so, you know, it's a tough, tough condition to have, and especially if you're not getting the optimal treatment. But even if you're getting the optimal treatment, you can still have, you know, breakthrough episodes. So it's very challenging. And for family members who live with people like this, you know, I always feel for the family members of people with major mental illness because they really have to, you know, go through a lot. They do. And do they divorce a lot, I guess? Is this a reason when people discover this? Do, do some people say, I, I, I'm not going to do this? You know, I don't know what the rates of divorce mm-hmm. are for people with bipolar, but I know that for people with obsessive compulsive disorder, there are very mm-hmm. high divorce rates. So I imagine that with people with major mental illness, especially if they have a lot of episodes, it could be very difficult to sustain a marriage because the spouse just can be overwhelmed, you know, no matter how much you love the person, if they're constantly behaving in this very, you know, intense way, it, it can just be very frightening, especially if you have young children, you know. Absolutely, and the Kardashians do. Is there anything, as you watch this play out, you see Kim Kardashian mention bipolar disorder, 
Is there a positive to this? I mean, you're on the radio now talking about it. It's not that, you know, people haven't done stories about it, but is, is there is there a positive thing that can come out of what we're doing right now? Yeah, well, I think there's two positives. One is for people to understand that this is a mental illness. It's not a bad attitude and it's not narcissism, right? It's, it's a mental illness that needs to be treated. And the other is to really see Kanye West as a cautionary tale because, you know, being rich and famous and well-connected can mm-hmm. seem like a wonderful thing. But when you're rich and famous and well-connected, very often you get less treatment and worse treatment than you would if you were an average citizen because their fame and their money and their connections you know, make it so that they're surrounded by enablers and people who will turn a blind eye because they stand to benefit from the person, you know, doing wild and crazy things because, like they say, you know, no publicity is bad publicity. So, you know, first thing we should recognize, bipolar disorder is a major mental illness that needs treatment. And two, you know, don't envy the famous person who has serious mental illness because they're likely to have a worse a worse situation than the average person just not getting the kind of treatment they deserve. Are we diagnosing this more? I mean, I, you know, I, can, I look back and think of all the times we've seen sometimes famous people act this way, and we wonder, is this because of the fame? Or maybe they're just not a very nice person. Maybe they don't have the same values. Are we looking at this more? Do we know more about it now? I'm not sure, but I think it's a hard condition to diagnose because to be diagnosed bipolar, all you need is one manic or hypomanic episode. And so a lot of times the person won't complain about their manic or hypomanic episode to the doctor because they think of it as a good time. They were feeling better. And the doctor has to ask very specific, very, very precise questions to elicit the response that enables them to understand, okay, this person has the condition. So if you're not really asking the right question, you can miss the diagnosis. And I have had patients come to me in their 40s who had bipolar 2, which is the hypomania, which is much milder, and nobody had diagnosed them until they came to see me because nobody had asked them the right questions. And so, of course, they suffered for many years without treatment. So I think the other thing that this, hopefully this interview can do is have the doctors understand that they have to probe. They have to look for the questions, you know, ask those questions, look for the symptoms, because if they don't ask the right questions, they might miss the diagnosis, and this person and their family will suffer more. And that could be a big part of it, that, you know, especially if somebody's very articulate, they should be able to, they may think they can talk their way out of it in front of a doctor. Yes, and if they're a creative person, we tend to give them more leeway, you know, like we call them eccentric, but maybe they're mentally ill. And we need to know the difference between someone who is eccentric and just a little bit interesting and somebody who is suffering an illness that needs treatment. And I think we give creative people and famous people and successful people, we cut them more slack when maybe we need to, you know, give them the same quality of care we give to the average person and go, okay, maybe they're rich and famous and successful and talented, but maybe they also have an illness that needs treatment. Treatment. Is there any clinical treatment? Or as you say, and I, I, you know, that it's one or the other, up and down and up and down, so it's really ongoing here. No, like I said, they, they need medication, yeah. uh, either a mood stabilizer and or an antipsychotic and possibly also an antidepressant. And, and they need to take their medication regularly and they need regular follow-up with their doctor or their healthcare provider so that they can be followed and monitored. And sometimes the medications require blood tests. So they need, they need to be in close contact with the person who's caring for them. And again, you know, that, that has to be something that they're willing to do and that maybe their family can help them with. 
And then even with you know, optimal care, there is still the risk of having breakthrough episodes. And so that's why they need to be followed very carefully because they might need to go into the hospital. You know, I'm thinking that when Kanye West was doing his rally, maybe at that time what he really needed was to be going into the hospital and having more treatment, right? And because he's Mm -hmm. so well-connected and wealthy and famous, he got all these people to enable him and to set up this big, huge convention Mm -hmm when really he probably needed to be hospitalized and had some intensive treatment for his condition. And it's super sad because an average person, you know, Mm -hmm. is likely to get better level of care because they don't have all the quote unquote, you know, fame and fortune that uh, someone like Mr. West has. Oh, wow. Really disturbing. And our hearts go out to all those who are surrounded by it and suffering from this. Marcia Sorata, thank you for joining us, psychiatrists. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Anytime, Arlene.